0: In the 1830s, cholera epidemics swept through England. More than half of people who got cholera died from vomiting and diarrhea, dehydration. However, modern germ theory and epidemiology had not been developed yet, so back then, Scientists merely believed in miasma, that the plague was spread by pollution or cholera mist looming overhead. One London doctor, John Snow, suspected a different way of transmission. In 1854, he went house by house to interview citizens in the neighborhood of Soho and tallied the amount of deaths in each household and where they got their water. That's when he found out that most deaths happened near Forty Broad Street, specifically the Broad Street pump. The pump was shut down, and later investigations found that an infant diaper water leaked into the water supply. Jon Snow's findings inspired fundamental changes to the waste systems of London and debunked the miasma myth. But to me, the story showed the importance of fieldwork in science. Welcome to 20 Minute Bio with yours truly, Aiden Lowe. When people think of biology or science in general, the first thing that comes to mind is lab work. It's about researching microorganisms and chemistry and lab procedures, and personally, I had the opportunity to do simple experiments in the TMU and NTU biochemistry summer camps in July and observe labs in the Shuanghe Hospital for three weeks last August. Standard lab work, but it was only until my field trip to Xiaoliuqiu and connecting with Turtlespot that I was introduced to field work. For those who aren't familiar, Turtlespot is a great example of social science. Divers capture photos of sea turtles and upload to the Facebook page to corroborate data. My job was to transcribe each post onto Google Sheets, which included data such as time and location, injury or deaths, and even the quality of the photos or whether the uploader identified the turtles themselves. And ultimately, the compiled data could be a proponent for understanding behaviors of sea turtles or to advocate for environmental protection. Classic fieldwork science. Although it wasn't apparent at the time, recently I started reflecting on the dichotomy of these two methods of science. And my question was very simple. Which method is better? Or, more specifically, which method embodies the spirit of science more? Let's break it down. Field research, by definition, is research conducted in the real world or a natural setting. It tends to observe, analyze, and describe what exists rather than manipulating a factor under study. In Turtle Spot's case, it's about gathering enough info on sea turtles in Taiwan to discover a trend, whether that is the most common case of injury or how often sea turtles travel between different beaches. Because of its heavy reliance on gathering data, fieldwork usually takes a lot longer to complete. Jon Snow took months to interview each household's conditions and even longer to analyze dot maps and sewer pipelines. Turtlespot has compiled turtle IDs for upwards of four years now and is just now releasing their findings to the public. Laboratory research, on the other hand, is a tightly controlled investigation that determines if a specific manipulation generates a certain change in the subjects. This is a very simple concept to understand. We've all learned about independent variables in relation to dependent variables, and that a good experiment attempts to eliminate as much external variables as possible. So in my case, I was observing how the hospital team was developing treatment for colon cancer. When I attended their meetings, they were laying out different signal pathways to manipulate in the cancer cells. And the question was simple. Which signal pathway should we interfere to reliably stop cancer growth? So because of these qualities, lab work yields results faster than field work. Well, now it seems like lab work is actually the superior scientific method then. I mean, it's quick, reliable, and easy to understand. And with modern day technology, John Snow would definitely know about bacteria and wouldn't have to conduct his famous fieldwork after all, right? Not necessarily. In May 2021, both England and Bahrain started distributing COVID vaccines around the same rate. Currently, both countries have had 80% of the adult population receive the first shot. In England, the death rate subsided. However in Bahrain, the death rate did not slow down. On May 7th, there were 2.5 deaths per a million people in Bahrain. On June 6th, it was closer to 14 deaths. As of now, Pfizer booster shots are being distributed to the population to sort of mend this mistake. One reason for the vaccine's failure could be attributed to its lack of field testing. When creating vaccines, each research institution should pass through three clinical trial phases. You've probably seen these phases a couple of times in the news. Phase 1 is testing it with healthy volunteers. Phase 2 is testing it with volunteers who may have the conditions. And Phase 3 is the last stage, and includes thousands of participants from multiple countries. Bahrain uses China's Sinopharm vaccines and it is likely that these vaccines did not pass phase three clinical trial. In other words, the vaccines were not field tested. In summary, lab work suffers from the lack of external validity. The results might not be generalizable to environments outside the experimental setting. Vaccines successful inside the lab might not work in a foreign country in contrast field work suffers from the lack of internal validity because there are so many unknown variables the data or dependent variable change might not reflect the truth TurtleSpot's spots one flaw is that the method of collecting turtle data might not reflect the totality of the population there are possibilities that most of the turtles recorded are either injured or have special conditions that warrant curiosity, which means that the percentage of special condition turtles could be overblown, right? Because people might want to record these turtles more than just normal swimming turtles. On the other hand, most data come from the tourist beaches on Xiaoliuqiu, which means that turtles from other parts of Taiwan might be misrepresented when the trends are discovered. There's one last thing I have to mention on the subject of fieldwork, which is that the nature of fieldwork is, at its core, interdisciplinary. There are so many variables in nature that purely using a biological lens or ecological lens is not enough. All fields have to come together to make fieldwork work. In the lab, my experiences were purely biomedical, so when I viewed biology from the lab, I felt like I was learning the ins and outs of specific mechanisms microscopically. In contrast, from all the fieldwork I've done with sea turtles, I had the chance to dabble with many fields of study. Human pollution is environmental science. Sea turtle behavior is ecology. Uh, Different islands I've visited is probably geography. And when I'm interviewing the inhabitants of the islands and understanding the history, that's of course history. And the podcast itself, you can even say that it's uh, communication. So when I viewed biology in the wild, I felt like I was learning how it connects to everything else. There's one journal I read by Professor Casey Allen that sums it up pretty well. Here's what he said. In fieldwork, there is a continued voicing of the necessity to conduct transdisciplinary research, while rather ironically, science seems to embrace reductionism. By studying in the field, we broaden our worldview, while simultaneously enhancing their ability to understand our space, not just in science, but the world at large. But the truth is, there is no better scientific method, field work, lab work, or otherwise. Each has their own merits that are effective depending on what you want to do. The important thing that I've learned is that biology, science, is multifaceted. Different scientific methods can allow us to understand different realities of the world around us. And it's because of these diverse facets of nature that allow new combinations of science to foster, which means that biology is constantly evolving. That's why this field is so interesting to me. This is 20 Minute Bio with Aidan Lowe, and I'd like to thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.